Hey y'all, let's talk about making your week a whole lot easier with Factor. Picture this, gourmet meals, dietitian approved, delivered straight to your door. No fuss, no hassle, just deliciousness waiting for you. Whether you're keto, calorie smart, vegan, or anything in between, Factor has over 35 options a week to choose from. And the best part is they're ready to eat in just minutes. But it's not just meals. Think snacks, smoothies, and all the good stuff in between. Plus, it's budget-friendly, way cheaper than your typical takeout, and way healthier too. Let's just say Factor gets you. It's perfect for our busy lives, offering flexibility with 6 to 18 meals a week. And don't worry, if you need a pause or reschedule, they got you. And let's talk about cleanup. With Factor, there's none. Meals come ready to heat and eat. So say goodbye to cooking and cleaning. So ready to simplify your life? Well, go ahead and head to factormeals.com slash blackgirlflow50 and use our code blackgirlflow50 to get 50% off. That's code blackgirlflow50 at factormeals.com slash blackgirlflow50 to get 50% off. Welcome to the Black Girl Flow Podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old Black girls working every day to be in flow, and we want you along this journey with us. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Black Girl World Podcast. We are so excited to be back with y'all. We took a little bit of a season break, um, but we are excited to continue the conversation, and we're feeling good. So Lex, how are you doing? What is your pulse check for today's episode? Honestly, it's just, it's just one of those days, <laughs> mm-hmm. one okay. of those days in the neighborhood. That's like not a good nor bad thing. It's just one of those like September is moving as quickly as we anticipated, which is wild. Um, halfway through Virgo season, which means very little to me because I have like zero Virgos in my life, but you've been on like birthday after birthday um you do love a Virgo no shade to any of the Virgos out there of course and we all know what comes after this so we're not we're not even going to begin to to talk about that (laughs) until until we have to cough cough you little Libras um but things are well so just checking along I'm trying to think I literally can't even tell you what's going on in my life I was in California visiting family for a little bit and that was fine. That was nice. It was just nice, but just lots of like traveling and getting back. And like, I, my life is just going to look so different than what it does in six months. And I don't know how to plan for that, knowing that the change is inevitable and it's also a beautiful thing, but like just feeling like it's really a new stage in my life. And to think that like in a couple months, I'm going to be 25 just doesn't seem like, 25 sure if that's what they're saying yeah Yeah. no that um that Cali trip looks so good for those that tuned into our first rooted conversation 
with our good friend Maya Eaglin, you could see Lexi in the back with her palm trees, just looking like a whole Zoom background filter. And honestly, love a good like time and space to just connect with family and recharge. But girl, I know how it is when life just hits you when you get back and you're not mentally or emotionally prepared, but you're just like letting the wave take you and like knowing that we'll have better days. So I feel you. Yeah. Um, like you said, my, for my pulse check, I do have hella Virgos in my life. So I have been really celebrating them and that's always fun. Um, but at the same time, there's just been this interesting, like energy shift for me where I haven't been feeling as motivated to not be on my phone all the time. Like I'm constantly just refreshing my phone and like that's the only distraction that I can really find that satisfies me but at the same time does not satisfy me so like for example I've tried reading books and stuff and books are satisfying to a certain degree but like nothing like seeing some juicy tea or watching a reality tv show that can't like that like overtakes the reading a book for me which isn't um I wouldn't say that's like normal And so I've been trying to really figure out how I can become more focused and less dependent on technology to kind of fund that, that I don't even know what to call it, honestly. It's like this weird need to social and to feel connected with people, but still not having that quench. I mean, that, that thirsty quench, you know? So yeah, that's where I'm at. I think that's so important that you bring up because I'm sure so many other people are in a similar boat like I know there was a period of time where like I was so stressed with work that I was on social media so much because it was like the one time in my day I didn't have to think about anything else and then all of a sudden I found myself like literally always on it you know and so I think you're totally like to be that in tune to know you're like yeah nothing's really like I think the word satiating, like nothing's really like satisfying that um, need and that you're like, I don't love this for myself right now, but like, this is what we're doing. (laughs) It's also so real. I was watching um, one of my old YouTube videos where I did showed my whole morning routine and I was like, my morning looks completely different now. Alarm woke me up around seven today. Literally, I cannot seem to get up like at the time that I'm supposed to wake up for whatever reason. And when I actually do find myself waking up back on the phone. So yeah, it is really all about being mindful. I listened to a couple of mindful meditations um, today. So we're going to just try to hopefully keep powering through. But for those listening, I hope that y'all are taking it easy and yeah, just trying to be mindful during these times. It seems like both me and Lex are like going through the motions and sometimes that's okay. You just have to, you know, go through with them and see where it takes you. There's really no expectation that you have it all together all the time, because if that's the case, I'm real suspect. And it's like life still happens. You can't change that movement that might be like proximate to you. So there's just those seasons. And I think whenever we're like on the cusp of like a seasons change too like when we're like falls kind of here like I feel like we got a little bit of a preview or at least in North Carolina there were like a couple mornings where it was like super cool and it was like oh my gosh fall might be here and then it got super hot again 
but it's like I also feel like maybe people are in those kind of lulls too of like we're also just you know situated in our environment and we sometimes just have to go with the flow because let the like you said just let the wave take it you'll get there so I'll be curious to see who else in the black girl flow community that resonates with so definitely let us know because we're in the same boat as you (laughs) exactly are you ready for the black girl flow podcast to take on love in this four-part series we'll be moving through the different stages of a relationship and unpacking how we find flow and balance in all of the single and not so single seasons of our love life We're talking embracing your singleness, self-sabotage, cultivating intimacy inside and outside of the bedroom, letting go of relationships, and all of the layers that come with dating in your 20s as a Black woman. So grab your popcorn and your wine as we dive into all things love and chat about some real shit. This is super exciting because we get to kick off the conversation with this love series that Liv and I are super pumped to talk about because we've been talking and with the rebrand, the Black Girl Flow podcast, all about living in alignment and how we're taking care of ourselves and cultivating harmony and peace and flow and with our identity, with our work, with all the things, but we be forgetting sometimes about the love conversation. And so we're really pumped to dive into that four-part series where we're going to talk about all the different phases of love and relationships and really try and hone in on how to show up and flow in love at the same time, even though it's so complicated, which is why we're breaking it up into four series, four parts. And this one is all, this conversation is all about single, single like a Pringle. Thank you so much for bringing in that conversation. And I know that cuffing season, look, cuffing season, People are already starting to talk about it on social media, about taking applications and all of this stuff. And we love all of the antics of <laughs> like the cuffing season games and just diving into what that means for our generation and dating and all of that good stuff. So single, I think. Well, I, but first I have to slam Olivia for a second because folks, I've tried to get her to talk about love on an episode for probably the past two and a half months. <laughs> And it has taken a level of coercion that I have to admit to. So this, we did not come to this easy. (laughs) And you know what? Like, let's actually have a real transparent moment here and let's talk about it because it really has taken a minute to get to this episode and our whole platform represents talking about life, love, and identity. So, you know, I love how we're kicking it off with being single and talking about that stage because I'm newly single and I just got out of a relationship um, that was a year and a half long with someone that I really cared about. And um, I have been reminded of what it is like to truly be single and the space, the feeling, the, the heartbreak that comes with not being able to be with someone that you really cherish, but still knowing that, hey, like 
we are on two different chapters of our life and we have to move forward in different ways. So I needed to make sure that I was like mentally and emotionally prepared to talk about love before I could really have this open and honest conversation with y'all. And to be completely honest, there are just so many layers to being single. Like, especially for our generation, we have the talking phase where you just get to talk to people. And then you have a phase where you, you might think, okay, why don't I be by myself? Like, I don't really see anything out there. I'm just going to focus on myself. I'm only going to be alone. And then you have the phase where it's like, okay, I want to casually date. Maybe I'll get on the dating apps. Maybe I won't get on the dating apps. Maybe I'll just go to a bookstore and look cute and hope that my husband will walk up to me or maybe I'll go to Target and hope that I'll just run into him. There's so many different layers um, to being single. And I was telling Lexi, I saw this TikTok the other day that was talking about um, the single people that already love themselves. Because I think when we usually talk about being single and that stage, people put so much emphasis on here's now that now's the time to love yourself. Now's the time to pour into what you want to do. But it's like, okay, what if I was doing that before when I was in a relationship? And what if I was doing like, what if I'm already doing that? What if I have already cultivated a really safe space for myself and I'm already doing the work and now I'm ready to really like get out there again. So it's like shifting the conversation. And I just thought that, that was so funny because the girl was like, y'all need to start sending me, um, application like y'all need to start sending me lists of people in y'all's lives that are educated handsome can cook and all this stuff because I'm ready and um I don't know I I just thought I thought that was really impactful just to kind of touch on but yeah I think folks this is really when Liv and I's personality differences come to light more than ever (laughs) because we approach this particular part of our life vastly different and I want to just say that that's just to mirror how complicated and wide-ranging the conversation around love and dating can be obviously Liv and I both identify as being as being you know attracted to the opposite sex and have only experienced straight relationships you know with males and so we know that we can only speak to like a depth of the conversation but we definitely know how being single as a black woman has impacted our life and I was single for a very long time, intentionally and unintentionally, and had a very different relationship with my singleness than Liv does, 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 (laughs) doing, like, (laughs) I'm currently now in a relationship, um, a committed monogamous relationship with somebody for, I think, like, six-ish something plus months, (laughs) depending on when you start the timer, um, But I think this is just to like to create space that even if you're in a relationship, you can still have this conversation about singleness and your relationship to it because you're still a person or if you're vastly single and you've never had a relationship, like there's a space for all of this. And we really want to be intentional and to like dive deep and unpack all of that. So we're hoping to talk about, you know, the dating apps. We're hoping to talk about hookup culture. We're here to talk about what Liv's saying of like, I've already done the work. What now? Where do we find the means? Um, And exploring this sense of yourself. So I'm really pumped and you will hear so many of our different opinions on so many of the things. But I did just finish Read 
all about love by bell hooks for probably like the fifth or sixth time again because it's literally at this point almost a bible to me um and she just talks about implementing a love ethic in your life and like how we can become closer and closer to love and it never ceases to just take me back like to myself to myself and that to me is like the precipice of my singleness well what did you like how how did you when you were single like how do you feel like you really walked in that singleness like how do you feel like you personally embraced it and then I can talk about my experience embracing it so we can kind of just showcase like our different perspectives yeah I think it's so interesting because I feel like I had a couple of different like frames and like phrases Mm. of singleness um I would always say like, obviously I was like, you're single until you're married. Like, I don't even care if you're in a relationship until you are in a committed contractual bound, like you're single, you're your own person. You can walk away at any point. I'm sure that's like kind of under evolution now. Um, and then I also used to say, I don't know a single person who's not looking. Cause like, I remember this one story where I was home, my mom was on the phone with my uncle and he asked something. I wasn't, I couldn't hear the conversation, but he asked something like, Oh, like, is he dating anybody? And my mom was like, no, she's single. Like she's not looking. And I, when she got off the phone, I was like, mom, I don't know a single person who's not, not looking for somebody like you're just embracing the phase of life you're in, but like, you're always kind of hopeful that you're going to find somebody that you really vibe with, that you want to build with, that you want to be in love with. I was like, I don't know a single person who ain't in that. So even though, but then I would talk also a big game of like, I was single because I wanted to be single. There were plenty of people who would have gladly taken me off the market Um, And I used to say I was in the business of wasting my own time where like for the life that I had curated for myself, I was very satisfied with keeping my activities after business hours. (laughs) Like I really wasn't into the dating apps like that. Um, I really loved my relationship with myself. I loved the things I was doing. I loved the space that I uh, created for myself. And I think that I really loved the solitude that I got. I did not think I was lonely or alone in my singleness. I thought I had a very deep sense of solitude in which I really got to pour into my cup. Um, But even as I started venturing out and being more intentional about putting myself out there, so I was single, but I wasn't always putting myself out there to find those connections. Once I started doing that, I think I was really pushed in the mindset to think about, oh my goodness, I have learned so much about myself, but there's a point that you reach at which I believe now you can only see so much about yourself that being in relationship with other people, whether that's friendships or romantic, that you can begin to see parts of yourself that you can't see by yourself. And I really desired that. And that's where I think I actively started looking for a relationship. Wow, that was great. I want to touch on a couple of points because I feel like at some point you were anti-dating apps. Is that true or false? <laughs> please, please let me know. Was Is that true or false? Because I am nearly positive. This was true, but this was pre, 
I got feel like quarantine really put every spec, like every skeptic on. Like I really rarely know somebody who doesn't, who isn't like, eh, it's the only thing out there now. Right, exactly. And I think it's funny that you bring that up because it's like this whole idea of every single person is still like actively looking in a way that's my life. <laughs> and I may look, some of us may look a little harder than other people, but I 100% believe that quarantine has really elevated that need for having a connection with someone. And there is also just so much couple propaganda on everyone's <laughs> for you page at all times. Like there's not a day, there's not 10 minutes that goes by without me seeing some in love TikTok couple that just you know I someone that sounds like your algorithm Chica well no I'm telling you it's literally not my algorithm and granted I am a hopeless romantic but definitely like when you see how the media has constructed Mm. it is to be in a relationship and to be in love or be single like I don't really think that there's been a media outlet that actually gets it right like I think some of the quirky uh you know Easter egg bits where it's like oh I may go on a couple of dates and I might have fucked the TSA security guard but like this is her navigating through her singleness and nothing is ever really like really pinpointed for me at least what it's like and I have always been pro dating apps but now I'm kind of getting to the space where yo, like, I'm not sure if I want all of these men having direct access to me in this way. Like, I don't know how I feel about someone feeling comfortable even. I mean, obviously, you can't control how other people like message you or their actions towards you. But if someone texts you being like, oh, are you down to hook up tonight? Like, you would never have the guts to tell me that in person so what makes you think that you can like slide that in there on a dating app I'm like trying to really work through what doesn't sit right with me right now in dating apps but it also kind of feels like okay I know everyone is searching for this need to to connect but I kind of want to take it back to the 90s where you could just run into someone like coincidentally and find find a connection and it it just feels different I don't know I don't know here here's my my thing is grass is always greener on the other side so as much as you want to just and it two things because I'm like I know you (laughs) and this girl this hold on before you even before you even say that I'm gonna I'm gonna just further my case on why we need why we should go back to the 90s style of dating okay because literally the way that we are programmed to look at someone's Instagram and it looks kind of wacky, our earth signs are certain type of people are programmed to look at people's Instagram and be like, mm, or just like, you just have to see one off picture to be like, oh, okay. Like you don't have this. That now. is such a character flaw. <laughs> I'm saying that it has created this superficial way of viewing people's looks like it really has 
And you have to really present yourself in this stoic way or a, you know, you're not going to really find people that met. Like it's, it's problematic. Like I see the, look, I just got a relationship where I had met the person from Tinder. Lexi is currently in a relationship where she met them from Bumble. Okay. So it's like, I see the value in being able to meet your person through these social platforms, but the way that we are conditioned to just scroll, 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 scroll. I get that. Okay. okay so then what is it? Going. But keep going. I, I cut you off in your point. No, that's, I'm just saying someone like me, like needs to be in the 90s and I and I know you're like the grass is always greener on the other side but I'm just providing my reasoning because they didn't have the pool to pull from like and I'm not even just saying like in the 90s I'm just we're talking like pre-technology influence on dating Mm -hmm. like the only people you saw you'd be lucky if you knew somebody at church who was cute and then if you did it or if they weren't in your workplace you weren't really like you didn't have as many people. So you did form those connections. And I'm like, I get, I get, I think I get what people are asking for and what they want from this. And I agree with you in the sense of that process of swiping, I think for sometimes people who, and especially black women who often commit themselves to under, to elevating their consciousness as a means of survival, that like we inherently kind of sign up for the journey of breaking through the consciousness of all the social constructs that are put onto us that we naturally are more sensitive to these things that feel very just white like Mm -hmm. and that's the thing is that was my moral issue with dating apps was that like I saw the statistics of how the algorithm treated black women so I was like I already know that participating in this I'm not even getting the accurate pool of people because of so much implicit bias and to the same piece that you're saying like I didn't like to expose myself to that. And I got some really trash, problematic responses, particularly from white men on those dating apps. And that was like, why am I exposing myself to this to be traumatized in this process? But I still think that like, you work with what you got because it's not going to help to think about like, oh, I wish it was the 90s. It's like, okay, cool. But also I met somebody on the streets like not like that like that but while I was out who like I did not know from Bumble or anything like that and went on a date and literally went on the date and was like now I know why there are dating apps because on the date realized this man was like 40 something had multiple kids I was closer in age with his kids than I was him like then I saw the usefulness in the tool by being able to be like oh actually you can use the tool to find somebody who's in your phase of life that you think you want to cultivate something with. So I think I just, I went through similar questioning of that, but I just don't think that like, how does that perspective help anybody move from deciding if dating apps are for them or not versus just saying like, I wish it was different. Yeah. And it's like, I, I hope this isn't coming across in the anti-dating apps arena because I am still on them. I still use them. A matter of fact, I completely agree with what you just said, because tell me why I had matched with somebody on Hinge and had stopped replying to their messages. But I saw this another TikTok where someone was like, oh, they're not active on Instagram, but they're on LinkedIn. Like they're super active on LinkedIn. They have potential. Da, 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 da. 
And I was like, okay, that kind of got my head thinking, why don't I go and look up each person that I matched with <laughs> on like to see if I can find them on the internet. One person in particular saw that he had a full mugshot out there, has turned around his life, okay, obviously, because his LinkedIn was up to date with a bunch of stuff, but saw that he was arrested for aggravated, um, what was it, burglary? Oh my and, God. Yeah, so it's like, okay, if you're going to be on the dating apps, be safe <laughs> be careful obviously yeah but yes you're absolutely right like if I were to meet him on the street I'd be like oh this is cute yeah and I and I wouldn't have any idea to have that background research so exactly so as, as overwhelming as the information is it's about figuring out what your relationship with the information is as it informs your singleness that part that part I feel like talking about the dating apps also kind of leads into being flirty and hooking up and what sex even looks like while being single. And again, I think that our relationship to all of those things are very different. Not to call out Aquariuses or anything, but y'all are some flirty people, okay? Y'all know how to bat some eyelashes and have somebody going crazy for you until you ghost them obviously and <laughs> be careful not to put all of that out there but I feel like our our relationship um with that is very different and I think again it all just kind of comes down to really being intentional about what the single time in your life is going to look like because yeah. it really could be you know, hanging out with friends all the time, distracting yourself, or just like living it up. And uh, we are young, we are gorgeous, like time to really invest in my memories with dope people. Yeah. Or it could look like, okay, I want to kind of figure out what I like. Like, I want to figure out going on this date. Like, is this yeah. the type of person that I'm trying to be with? Or this is yeah. what I don't want. This is what I do want. And are even both of those things, like, they fit. And I think that for Black women, we just need more representation of the whole pie, the whole way of being single, like being represented, like not on some being Mary Jane stuff, not even on some Issa Rae stuff. Like we just need, we just need a, like a collective, like yeah, sit down. Well, literally to your point, it is so interesting because particularly Black women, how we're framed to experience singleness. And it's even true. Like the white friends I have are engaged, married, like on that accelerated path. The Black friends I have, the Black girlfriends I have, I'm literally like, I'm not going to a wedding for at least the next five years. Like they, we just don't move at that same pace that white people do and so then we're told about our single experience which is like it's even tough to even have these conversations because we are so conditioned to think like oh if she's sexually liberated oh my gosh like she's in her you know jasmine sullivan hotel like hotels right. you know or she's being mary jane she's chaotic or if she's dating but not you know to be in a relationship then 
all the I'm telling you, and I'm probably gonna get blamed for this, but then all the black men come out of the woodworks being like, see, she just she's just trying to leech on me, like she ain't even about it, like she's trying to gain the system. Or, you know what I mean? Like, we're just not allowed the space to experience the depth of this. And we're always told about our singleness. Or then you get the Black girl that, like, you're told you also have to be, like, super proud. Like, own your singleness. Like, own this phase of life. And it's like, sure. And they're like, but also be putting yourself out there and available. And it's like, yo, chill out. Like, I really do feel like being single is so much of just constantly evaluating to yourself. Like, am I into this? Right. And if Absolutely. I am into this, then maybe I should move forward. But like that also feels you're just constantly assessing in your head of like, am I about this? Am I not about this? Do I like that? Do I not like that? Why do I like that? Because is it because I'm lonely or is it because I'm actually into that unpacking? And I think that in my mind, the best way to spend that time is really interrogating the messages that you get during that time um, about relationships and to your point like we're being fed your what you said couple propaganda um to try and like unpack that so that you get a sense but I'll even say there are things that I said while I was single that I have have, I'm like wow I'm a changed woman absolutely I mean it even for me like it is a new space that I am adjusting to and I find myself really trying to like ask myself those hard questions of hey am I lonely right now or am I just really bored like am I just having a bored moment because it's important to kind of recognize the difference between the two and still being okay with being alone and finding my own rhythm within this space and so okay well I was gonna say circling back then to the flirting what's your relationship like are you because a lot of people say because we have to use the dating apps and stuff like that I have two things do you think that you're a flirty person or what are your strategies to being flirty or like getting into your seductiveness because some people say that you need to practice being flirty in like non- high stake situations so that you kind of have that playful energy but then I will also say I know some people who are emotional catfishes out here who dead like who dead ass can flirt over text message and then are the blandest individuals in person or vice versa so I'm curious what you think about like how to be practice being like flirty and putting yourself out there like you flirting with the grocery man or your uber driver like what you doing Liz that is actually such a good question I think for me I am someone that I think people often take my quirky niceness as flirting so I'm not flirting with everybody like I'm simply not but I think uh for a lot of men out there where women just kind of show them hints of kindness, they, they might take it that way. But also at the same time, if I have my eyes set on something, like I 100% know how to flirt and am very laser focused with it. So for instance, 
I was at the club the other day celebrating one of my Virgo besties um, birthdays and I spotted like the tallest man chocolate man in the room and literally held eye contact with him for like six seven seconds and had him come over to me like immediately and like buy me a drink like I know the key to getting what I want in a uh like and in like a fun flirty situation uh but at the same time I think when it comes to even like flirting over dating apps like it's a whole difference it's a whole different live because it's like I, I just know how to be like witty but I wouldn't consider myself a flirty person like not not in the way that's like like flirty mysterious obviously they're different levels to the flirtiness because you're I like the quirky you love flirty. A good hand on shoulder who you love a good hand on shoulder a good throwback laugh ha, 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 ha. excuse me yes you love a good kiki me on the other hand i just hope that like my i don't know no, you are literally just so drop dead gorgeous that you don't have to say anything. <laughs> You're funny. Thank You're you. I like all the compliments, but it really. But folks, I have never seen this girl in action, so I cannot speak to it. So we got to take her word for it. I would love. I would love a night where you could see me in action because, yeah, let's just leave it at that. I think that needs to happen. I think that needs to be the next. <laughs> You're so particular though. That's the exactly. thing. I feel like you're so particular. I had no, and I'm not going to say no standards, but I think I just saw things as like my own little playground in a way. So like, I wasn't always, I want, that wasn't always like the baseline. That wasn't always like the priority. And I think that's like one of the big differences between the two of us is that you're you're like they they have one bad instagram picture and i'm like i okay like i don't right. even i have never looked anybody up like that's just not that's not my mindset or my approach so i just come at it from a different angle but in a similar way i think i'm just like innately who i am does ego boost i think like my flirting really boosts men's egos and so they really think that like they got it and it's not always intentional to do it that way but I'm always like oh when you think you got it you don't got it like that's definitely for sure and I did not translate well over dating apps like I just could care less my friends can barely reach me over text message let alone me entertaining strangers conversations like that was really tough for me and I knew I was missing out on a lot of connections because I just wasn't willing to put in that level of commitment and like flirting over text and stuff. But once you get me in person, I'm hilarious. So that, cause I'll yeah. just flame you. Like I really have you come correct. So that's definitely like my complicated, not a complicated relationship with flirting, but I definitely think that I utilize opportunities in really casual settings to like be really friendly or like connect with people 
so that by the time I was in front of somebody, and I will genuinely say that like people just love talking about themselves and love sharing. And like, if you can just get people to open up in that way, you can really spark a connection. And that's what I was always, I was like, I never know who I'm going to connect with. So I was always going to give people the benefit of the doubt in that regard. Um, but I do think that like, I, yeah, I don't even know. I don't, I feel like somebody else has to describe, um, like how I come across. Cause I feel like I got a bad rep with my friends about like, okay, Lexi's back at it again. And I was like, no, not even. I know. And I hope that we can like get more even into our styles of like talking to people like in the talking phase versus the dating phase and what we are like in relationships because look like that's this is literally why we created this whole series to really dive deep into the different facets of what it looks like to date as a black woman and to just find yourself and find your person let go of that person all of the different things so I am excited to keep diving into what that looks like for both of us Yeah. And I really just want to say that, you know, whether you're starting your singleness journey, whether that's been your relationship status for a while, I think going into it and finding who you are and how you want to show up in this world is probably the best thing you can do because it is so much of like solitude and putting yourself out there And if you have a good sense of who you are, especially as a Black woman, and you have your routine to protect your your peace and like know where your boundaries are, then, you know, engaging in this exchange of energy, whether it's flirting and your relationship to your sexy side, the sexy singles or whatever you're experiencing, you'll always get to know, like you always go back to who you know you are. And like we've already mentioned, there's so many people trying to tell Black women how to experience their singleness, um, you know, what that looks like, what it should look like, all those things. If you know what you're trying to cultivate in your life, and this even goes beyond just, you know, like opposite sex relationships, just like knowing who you are in this phase and using your energy wisely, um, I think is the best investment that you can make in your singleness. And that is all I got to say about that. Yeah. I mean, it really is all about being intentional and like learning the lessons, being okay for the lessons to, to come and just to continue growing. So I think that was beautifully said. Um, Let us know on Instagram, what does being single look like for you? Like what phase are you in, in your journey of love? So, cause like we are so interested and we can all just learn more from the conversation. So next time we'll be talking about talking. (laughs) Talking phase, absolutely, absolutely. So with that being said, thank you all again for joining this week's conversation. We will see you all next week. And we're signing off with peace and love. And thank you all so much. Take care. Bye, y'all. All right. That wraps up our episode this week. Don't forget to go check out Black Girl Flow Podcast on social media. And even check out our new YouTube channel. 
to continue the conversation there. We really appreciate if y'all could rate and subscribe our channel. And with that said, see you all next time. Rest well, folks. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.